Welcome, everyone, to the chat. I'm coming to you from the beautiful city of Columbus, Indiana. My name is Nida Evans, and I am the host for the chat. It airs each Saturday morning from 9 to 10 o'clock on radio station WYGS, and it can be live-streamed from its website. The chat is also available on Google, Apple, and Spotify podcasts. Today, I'm chatting with Summer Barkas. Summer is a respiratory therapist at Columbus Regional Hospital. She and her husband, Jason, have seven children. We'll be right back with the chat. I'm stepping out, out of the boat, for the Savior is near. I'm, ste- I'm stepping out, out of the boat, for the Savior is near. I'm Today, I'm chatting with Summer Barkas. Summer is a respiratory therapist at Columbus Regional Hospital. She and her husband, Jason, have seven children. Welcome to the chat, Summer. Thank you, Nida. So happy to be here. Well, let's get right off at the very beginning. And let me ask you about your family. I've been married for 15 years to my husband, Jason. We have seven children together and two grandchildren. I've got a wonderful daughter-in-law that's a part of our family now. Um, She's such a blessing. Sounds like a nice family. Yes. So, but seven kids. Hey, girl, you're a busy woman. (laughs) Yes, it was quite chaotic at times, but we loved every minute of it. Will you tell us about your work? What about that? I'm a respiratory therapist at Columbus Regional Hospital, I just graduated in May of 2023 as kind of a second career for me. I used to work at Columbus Christian School while all of the kids were there and going up through elementary school. Once the younger ones got into middle school and high school, I was able to go back to school myself. I know it's exactly where God was calling me. My favorite part of being a respiratory therapist is the patients and their families. I have an opportunity to be with them during their toughest times in life and give them the encouragement that the Lord has given me throughout my life. So I take the opportunity if the spirit leads to pray with them, um, encourage them as the Lord leads. Wow, sounds like God is able to use you quite often, huh? Yes, I hope so. Let's get into your testimony. When did you come to know Jesus? Tell us your testimony. I grew up in the church. Uh, My grandfather was a pastor. We were in church a lot, normally three times a week. Just the typical went to church camp every summer. So at the end of church camp every year, we would have a final chapel service. Mm-hmm. They would make it semi-dramatic, and most of the kids would come to the front, give their lives to the Lord. I did that when I was 12, but it was more going with the crowd instead of me making a true confession of faith. My life didn't change when I came back or any of that. So fast forward to me going away to college That was kind of the string of um, decisions that I had made that went wrong, really, starting at that point. I came home from college uh, pregnant. After that, just kind of 
spiraled from there for about 10 years. I met my husband, moved to Columbus, met a few key people that I didn't realize would be key people in my life. Uh, One lady was an older lady that I worked with. I was 25 and she was 63 and she just loved me. Mm. She listened to me. She did not judge me. Listen to me complain. She loved me through it. She loved my kids. She invited them over to make cookies and would bring them Easter baskets and all kinds of just loving things. And there was always scripture attached to everything as well. I also started going to church again. I had a desire inside that was not being fulfilled by anything else in my life. I loved my family. I loved my kids. But there was something that was missing. I found myself saying, there's got to be more to life than this. I knew I would find it in the Lord. I had just been running from him for so long. So you accepted Christ initially when you were 12, got away from him for a few years, and then came back. When I started going to church again when I was 26. It took a couple of years and the Lord was knocking on the door of my heart several times and I just wasn't ready to open it. So we had a lay pastor this one particular Sunday and I don't have any idea what he said, but the Lord strung together a particular set of words and pierced my heart at the exact right time and I couldn't even stay in my seat. I was overwhelmed. I went to the back prayer corner and found an elder. I was holding my youngest and on my hip and was just sobbing and knew that at that point I couldn't hold it back any longer. I needed the Lord so desperately. Even though I had needed him the whole time, mm-hmm. um, but mm-hmm. that, that was the point. And so from there on, my life significantly changed. Well, has he given you a passion for anything to work in a certain area or what? Has he done that for you, Summer? Yes. My passion is for people to know how loved they are by the Lord. I grew up in a wonderful situation But we also had hard times, struggles, pain, you know, the 10 years that I walked through that was not, not so good, brought a certain level of shame. And the only thing that could erase that in my life is the love of God. That is my passion to share that. I feel like people that I encounter at the hospital, coworkers, they carry a certain level of guilt, shame, condemnation, even if they are Christians. They don't believe that God fully loves them. They need to work for it. They need to do more. And that could not be further from the truth. What a cool passion that is. The chat has a theme song called Stepping Out. And in it, he talks about God wanting us to step out of the boat into faith to stretch us, to do something we never would choose to do. Has he done that for you? He has. God called me to step out in faith and publish a book. 
writing is a passion of mine. It's something that comes naturally to me, and it's how I process life. It's how I pray. I'm actually working on my 25th journal. It's just the way that I connect with the Lord. Five years ago, he asked me if I would put together uh, some of the writings that I had written in all these journals and put it out there. Well, the stepping out of the boat part is the opinion of others and Mm. what they would think when I put this out there. I believe that the Lord wanted to use it uh, in a way that I had no idea what he was going to do with it. But he asked me if I would trust him to put it into the hands of people that he wanted to read it. My husband was in August. He was in a cycling accident. We spent 10 days at Methodist. Long story, but we encountered a series of people that were in our life for those 10 days. And there was one lady, a nurse practitioner, that was there every day. As other people went in and out of our life, she was there every day. And as I got to know her and listen listen to her heart through just different conversations we had, she wanted to know that she was making a difference. And I saw that in every conversation that we had. So I had taken a couple of my books with me, asking the Lord if he wanted me to give them to anyone that he would just, he would tell me. We were getting ready to leave. We were discharging. He had not asked me to do anything with the books yet um, until that very moment. He asked me to write a note to this nurse practitioner in the front of the book and leave it there for her without going to find her or anything like that. So I did. I left it with the nurse. Uh, My husband, I went to get the car and he came down and was on the telephone. And I said to myself, who in the world is he talking to? He was talking to Leanne, the nurse practitioner, and she wanted us to wait. She had new discharge papers for us and all of that. So she was going to be coming down. She came out of the door holding the book and crying. I thought right there, I put out that book in faith that the Lord was going to use it and put it in the hands of who he wanted to have it. And he allowed me in his kindness to witness um, what it was going to do in her life. And she went on to share that she had wanted to get back in relationship with the Lord. And this was just another confirmation that she needed to do that. So. I was so thankful that he allowed me to experience that with her. What's the name of that book? It's called Arise. And where can it be gotten? It's on Amazon. Yes. Very good. Very good. Okay, let's get into your prayer life. Do you have a place that you go to every day to pray? I do. It's a little corner in my room. I've got a glider chair and a little table. It's got my Bibles stacked up, colorful pens and all the books that I'm going through, of course, my journals, and that's where I go every single morning. Take us through a day in the life of Summer Barkas <laughs> okay. and her prayer life. Start okay. us in the morning and go through the day. Okay, 
So in the morning, I generally have to get up fairly early to be, you know, work at 6.30. I'm a morning person anyway. I like to get up early, go get my coffee, and I come back to my, my prayer place, open the word. My prayer life is praying through scripture. I pray through uh, Psalm 91, Psalm 139, Colossians 1, and just tell the Lord who he is through his word. Exalt him through his word. Ask him to work through me, through his word. So that's the morning. Okay, so what do you think about the rest of your day? The rest of my day is a conversation with Jesus all day long. So if I see something in my day that blesses me, I tell him about it. I thank him for what he's done. If I see something in his creation, uh, I have interactions a lot with people that I work with. He opens doors of opportunity constantly for me to be able to share his word and pray with them as well. So a constant conversation. That's what it sounds like. It sounds like it's just a continuous conversation all day long. Well, Summer, we've got to take a break. We'll be right back with the chat. I'm stepping out, out of the boat. For the Savior is near. I'm stepping out, cause he wrote. I'm stepping out, out of the boat. For the Savior is near. I'm stepping out. We're back with the chat, and I'm chatting with Summer Barkas, and this, I'm really enjoying this summer. Me too. Let's get into, if God could answer one prayer for you, what would it be? That my family and friends would truly know God's character and love for them. That all of them would come to a saving relationship in Christ. They would see him for who he is, truly. That's my biggest prayer. And that's a prayer that all mothers who know the Lord want for the rest of their family to know the Lord and really live for him. Yes. Has God ever disappointed you? It hasn't been so much of disappointment, but timing, Uh, not understanding his timing in certain situations or reasoning for the circumstances that have come my way. It can be frustrating and disappointing. It can feel like that but he allows the circumstances to go on sometimes for longer than we'd like. And I think that's when I get a little frustrated, but I know he has his reasons and he works it all out for good. Yeah. Sometimes he just doesn't want to work in our timing. Right. And we get upset (laughs) because, because he doesn't. So it's not, you're like, you're saying it's not that he disappoints us. It's that we are impatient. We want him to act now on whatever it is you think absolutely (laughs) let's talk about your blessings give us just one of your greatest blessings in life that god has bestowed on you one of the greatest uh is himself he like i said he has changed my life in ways that i cannot even articulate the way that he has also changed my family that has been the greatest blessing just bringing us together in mixed blended family is not always easy he's blessed us abundantly in the area of a family and love 
yes, an important area yeah. for us to receive such a, a powerful blessing in. Tell us about your devotions. What do you do during devotion time as Christian women and men as well? But as Christian women, the importance of having devotions each day. What does yours look like? Well, I have a few different books. One of the books that has landed in my hands a couple of months ago was Grace, Resting, Receiving, and Reigning in Life by Nicole Marbach. It's, I believe, a 60-day devotional that she focuses on the love of God. She focuses on how he's not disappointed in you, how he's not looking down on you. He is for you um, and not against you. And that has been life-changing. Another devotion that I have is called Father of Comfort by Basilea Schlink. It's a very old, I believe it's 1960s uh, when it was written, and it was my grandmother's. So wow, I love going through that. It's very short and to the point, but it's all about who God is and his love for us. How cool to be able to yeah. use a devotional that your own grandmother used. Yes, I love it. <laughs> Do you have a life verse? I've got two. I think I have two Let's of everything. Hear Let's hear them. <laughs> Uh, John ten ten, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I've come that you have life and have it abundantly. And then Second Timothy one seven, God did not give us the spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. And I think those two, I've married them together because to live the abundant life that Christ has called us to live, that Zoe life, it takes knowing that God has given you power, love, and a sound mind and not the spirit of fear because it is hard to do what we're called to do. Yeah, I think that's true for all women, Yeah, that we don't always know what to do with that. But God does not want us to fear. Yes. So that's important as well. Are you reading a particular book of the Bible right now? What's going on with Bible study? Our Bible study group has moved into a memorization season. So we have been memorizing verses one a week for probably the last two months now. But we've settled on memorizing Psalm 91 in its entirety. Oh, So the greatest part about memorizing such a big chunk of scripture like that, we also study it. We're looking up concordance information. We're looking up commentaries. We're breaking down the words in the original form, all of that. So I have been knee deep in Psalm 91 for a couple of weeks now and loving every minute of it. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Wow. Can you give us a favorite biblical account? Now we realize that the whole Bible (laughs) has hundreds and hundreds of those, but can you Share just one of your favorites with us. My favorite is the woman with the blood disorder. I love her desperation for the Lord. She had sought out many physicians, had exhausted all the things that she could do in her own strength. Her boldness to go and to even touch the hem of his garment, her faith to believe that 
he could heal her just by being touched. No words, nothing mm-hmm. else. Again, I can uh, relate to her desperation in needing him to heal you and help you. And I need him like that every day. So that's don't my, we all? Yeah, that's my favorite story. Yeah. And how that speaks to all of us, not only just women, but men as well. But how it speaks to us about our deepest needs and how we need to trust Jesus to bring that healing to us in his time and in his way. And as we know, he doesn't always bring healing to us, but he knows what he's doing that we can be assured of. Yes. Do you have any favorite women in scripture? I would say, of course, Ruth. Ruth has always been, to me, um, the one who stuck with Naomi, wasn't willing to leave her, was willing to do the hard, you know, take the hard trip and go the hard road. And then to see how she was so abundantly blessed later on in her family line. And I also love Martha and identify with Martha a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I think all of us women do. Yeah. So... Those are two of my favorite stories. Yeah, yeah. I think you've chosen two that, oh, so many of us can relate to yes. and speaks to us what God's word has to say to us through these two women in particular. Yeah. Let's look at the Ten Commandments briefly. If you could choose one that you struggle with, you have the hardest time being obedient to, which one would you say? Do not covet. That is difficult, I think, as women to not look at someone else's, not even just their things. The things aren't aren't my thing, Um, but it's generally accomplishments, their, their race, their family, their, how they're doing in life. And I think with social media and all of that, I've taken one of the best years of my life is when I got off of Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) uh, I think it can lead you into a comparison trap and I don't want to be there. So that's probably the one I would struggle with the most. Yeah, that's one again. We all, to some degree, struggle with. However, on the chat, not very many women have chosen that particular one. Really? Yeah. Let's look at the fruits of the Spirit. Okay. Let's, let's have you rate yourself on this one. Of the nine fruits of the Spirit, which one do you think you rate the highest in? I would like to say love. I think that other people would say joy. That's more of my natural bend. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't come as difficult to me, but the Lord is actually working on me in the love department. So I'd like to say that that one would be rated the highest because that's the one I'm working on mm-hmm. <laughs> so significantly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about the lowest? I thought about that one. <laughs> and I don't think there is a low I don't think that one is any less important than the other. Okay. Having to do with you. Right. 
Okay. Yeah. Okay. They are. They, yeah. yeah. They're, they're all, all important. <laughs> they are all important. Yeah. But sometimes we do better in one than we do in others, yes. you know? And I think that changes throughout our lives and periods that we go through and that sort of thing. So, well, definitely, if I had to rate the one that I'm the worst in, <laughs> yeah. if that was the question, yeah. uh-huh. then it would be patience. Oh, and I have been challenged in that area very recently. And it's also kind of challenging me in love as well. It's a difficult person who's been put in my life that God is asking me to be patient with and show love to. Mm-hmm. So I have missed the mark several times in the patience area. You know, I think of all the fruits of the spirit. I think that one's the one that most women, most people struggle the most with. Because as humans, we are very impatient people, you think? Yes, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we've got to take a break. We'll be right back with the chat. I'm stepping out, out of the boat, for the Savior is near, I'm stepping We're back with the chat, and I'm chatting with Summer Barkus, and we are now getting into mentoring, talking about mentoring. Okay, let's hear it, Summer. Have you ever had anyone in your life to mentor you? Tell us about it. Yes. I have several women in my life who, a few older women, and then a few that were similar age, that have come alongside me, challenge me with the word, teach me, and hold my feet to the fire. Uh, My Bible study group is just a mentoring group. I Mm. feel like we're mentoring each other. How many is in your group? Four. Okay. Yeah. So we've been together for several years, and our group has looked the same, but what we're studying and the way that we're walking through life together has changed as as circumstances change. Yeah, life is constantly changing. And so those things change with it as well. What about you? Have you ever mentored anyone? Yes, I actually I've been mentoring a young girl. She was 24. When I started mentoring her. It's been six years now. We meet uh, at least monthly, sometimes twice a month uh, for coffee, prayer, Um, We actually go to church together, too. So uh and she is a worship leader. So she studied worship ministry. That's her passion. And uh, she will text me songs all the time. And in worship, she's mentored me in that way because she's enriched my life Hmm. in a big way in the worship realm. So, yeah, it's been such a blessing. And I love meeting with her. So you've mentored at least one in your life. Do you think maybe you've mentored a lot of women in your life that you didn't know you were mentoring? I think so, yes. Uh, When I work with women, yes. Um, I feel like there are a couple of women that I work with now. There are several 30-year-olds. They call me mama at work, (laughs) and they come to me for a lot of advice and what should I do about this or how should I handle that? So that's a high calling. And I'm so, so thankful that I have these girls in my life to, 
to help through life. That's a cool thing. Again, that's cool that you're making an impact. And like, you know, a lot of times we don't even know we're doing it, but people have their eyes on us. Absolutely. And so, good. I'm glad to hear that you're making such an impact. Let's get into struggles now. As Christian women, we all have struggles. God has some things he wants to teach us through those. What about you? Have you had any struggles in your life that you want to tell us about? We've gone through lots of struggles. Like I said, my husband and I have been together 20 years this year, married 15. Just lots of ups and downs in marriage and all of that. I'd say one of the struggles that's been most recent is probably his cycling accident. I could go there. I could go through the struggle of going to school at the age of 40. <laughs> just pick writing, you know, the book. But I was really tested in patience, in service and love through this accident. So he wrecked his bike and broke his clavicle and every rib on the right side was lifeline to Methodist. And we spent 10 days there. So watching the church rise up, take care of our kids, bring food, you know, all of that was amazing. But spending 10 days in a hospital setting with my husband in extreme pain and going on no sleep was extremely difficult, but God wove in so many blessings that I wasn't able to see at the time because it takes me a little bit to get over the circumstance that we're in. But looking back, it's been amazing. And the recovery was difficult. I had to just do things that I never thought that I would have to do. That's serving. And our marriage has been stronger than it's ever been. We had kind of gotten away, uh, done our own thing, not living separate lives, but a little bit. And we were spending loads of time together <laughs> after this accident. And through recovery, we got back to started walking because he's a triathlete. So he swims, bike, run, all that. We started walking again, miles and miles every night. That's a sacrifice, but that's such a blessing. We had hours every night to talk and to reconnect. So that's been probably the most recent struggle that God has brought us through, but more blessings and growth than I could have ever imagined. So it's one of those, you don't want things to happen to you, but I'm always happy that they do mm -hmm. eventually. Mm -hmm. How God blesses during those times. Absolutely. Did God give you any scriptures during that time to encourage you? Lamentations 3, 22 and 23. I had to hold on to the faithfulness of the Lord. It says the faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies are new every morning. So I had to dig down deep and trust that he was working and I could see that he was working, but 
when you're exhausted and going on four hours of sleep, you know, every night and you're out of your comfort zone, it's, that's when you really have to dig in to what you believe. Mm -hmm. God certainly was stretching you during that time. During that time as well, did he give you a song that you could recommend and that we could hear that would encourage us? Yes. The song is called In Over My Head, and I actually found it because I was researching uh, what it means to be in over your head. What I found was interesting with this song talks about being immersed in God instead of being immersed in the situations that we face. My favorite line in it is whether we sink or whether we swim, I'm beautifully in over my head. It doesn't matter because I'm immersed in him. So whatever comes our way, it doesn't matter. We can do it. Let's listen to In Over My Head.
What a good song that is. Thank you for bringing that to our attention. I'd like to give you a couple of minutes. Let you tell us if God has laid anything on your heart that he wants you to share with the rest of us that will encourage us or will speak to us in some area of our lives. Has God given you anything? Yes, Psalm 139, 17 and 18 tells us that every single moment is talking about God. He says, every single moment you are thinking of me. How precious and wonderful to consider that you cherish me constantly in your every thought. Oh God, your desires towards me are more than the grains of sand on every shore. When I awake each morning, you are still with me. What I would want to say to my sisters in Christ is this is how God thinks of you right now, exactly where you are. He is pursuing you with his great love. Jesus chose to give up his life so that you could experience God's unconditional love and affection. So you could experience and encounter his presence. He is calling you to arise to a new level to trust in him. He's calling you to live a life of love so that those around you can experience the love of our good father. We can't love until we know how loved we are. Um, So I'm going to pray they would receive a fresh revelation of how loved they are by the father. That's powerful, Summer. Will you pray with us? Father, thank you. Thank you for who you are. Thank you that you are unchanging. Thank you that you are always with us, that you never leave us, you never forsake us. Thank you that you are a God of love. Thank you that you are a God of mercy, that you help us in our time of need, and that you are with us always. I thank you so much for the opportunity of giving me the chance to speak with Nida and all of the listeners. I thank you for the words that you were able to relay through me. And I just ask that each one of those words would bless the listeners, challenge them, and remind them how incredibly loved they are through uh, your son, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much, Summer, for coming today and so that we could have this important and powerful chat together. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you, listeners. I've appreciated your tuning into the chat today. I look forward to future times when we can once again sit and have a chat. I'm stepping out, out of the boat, for the Savior is near.